Tonight, we are shaking things up around the message and I'm going to be calling on the wisdom of some fellow friends uh, whom I dearly love. So can we please welcome up tonight Sarah Troitson, James Lush and Matthew Betts. And tonight, we're going to be talking around the topic of... Uh, how do I know that God is speaking to me? And so the, the title of my message is God, is that you? But it's not really a message because we're going to chat. And we had a little bit of a, we've had some preparation chats. So as much as this might feel like a cash chat, we have made sure that there is no heresy uh, coming out from the platform tonight. But I'm very excited to talk about this because I reckon for each of these guys, they're all serving in high capacity, which they'll share with you what they're doing really, really soon. And they're doing things that, you know, they would probably say they really feel like they were made to do this. Like God has put them there and they're just like living it out, absolutely loving it. And, uh, and so this is going to be an interesting conversation because the truth is you can't just, you often don't stumble across this. I mean, that's an amazing feeling. Like, and wouldn't it be great to sit here and go, I really feel like I'm doing everything that I was made to be doing. Like, I really feel like I'm just perfect, smack bang there. And I think that's actually one of the cries of, um, of every human heart. And we call it purpose, but really to be really feeling like what you're doing is making a difference. What you're doing is what you were made to do. Not just sucking air and dying, not just fulfilling some temporary thing, but you're actually doing something where you feel like, man, this is what I was made to be doing. And so because I think we all have this sort of longing for that, and these guys would say that at least in the current season of your life, you have found that, um, I think it would be really interesting to dig up a bit of wisdom as to how we got there, because it probably, uh, and we probably will find out, wasn't just a wake up one day and it's all changed, or hear one word from God and everything's absolutely different, but it's more of a journey. And it's more of a, a series of steps that you would take to find yourself in the place where you really feel like you're doing what you were made to be doing. And I actually believe that um, our topic tonight is really crucial around that, knowing God's voice and understanding God's voice for our lives. Because if we want to find ourselves in a place where we're doing what we were made to be doing, it takes a lot of listening to God's voice. Yeah. And um, the truth is that hearing God's voice on this is way better than trying to find some fancy career plan or anything like that, yeah. because God has our best intentions in mind. The Bible talks about how God has plans for our life and they're plans for good. They're not just plans to get by in life. They're actually plans for our lives to be flourishing and thriving. And just by the way, that's why we have Thrive Kids, Thrive Youth, Thrive Young Adults, because God wants all of us to thrive in life. Yeah, and yeah. so this is going to be a really cool conversation. And uh, so I'm really keen. So let's just start off by um, maybe just saying, you know, what do you feel like you're made to be doing? And like, what, what does that look like right now? And how long did it kind of take you to get there? Yeah, so for myself, I really felt from a young age all through school that God, you know, had called me to work with kids, um, to work with children. And that process of getting to where I am now. So at the moment, I'm my kid's pastor with my wife and we look after the children's ministry here and we're really fortunate enough to be able to do that in so many kids' lives, which is incredible. Um, but that's been 20 plus years of, you know, journeying with God. You know, it's, it's learning who God is. It's getting to know Him and getting to know how He talks and, you know, how He speaks to yourself. But intentionally, it's probably been at least six to eight years of really seeking God and just trying to find out, you know, what He has for my life and trying to find yep. out 
what his voice sounds like. Yeah, wow. Bit of a journey. Matt? I don't have 20 plus years of walking with God. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, but uh, I know for me. Pardon his flex. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> I know for me, um, I guess I, I'm, I love where God's called me to be in life right now. And that's really to be in a place that helps people move from where they're currently at to pursue what God has for them, to help them become all that they can be in this next season of their life. Um, and so doing that through training and teaching and uh, leading people around me in a few different areas has been a really cool journey to be on. Yeah, awesome. I've been on it for seven years, about that. Yeah. I think uh, for me, definitely when I was younger, I always thought I wanted to do something that helped people um, to, like similar to Matt, be the best versions of themselves. But, you know, I suffered with horrific anxiety around people growing up. So that really got kind of shut away. Um, So that would have been for the first 20 years of my life until I um, started interns in 2017 and really started to wrestle with what my purpose was, which I found is really, it's drawing out the best in people, finding their God potential and and just letting them see that. So I do that currently through interns, which I'm so privileged to co-lead with Nicole. And I get to do that with other aspects of my creative life and, you know, styling people and helping them to find that potential. Yeah. Wow. So for each of you, I think what I was really trying to dig out here is that there's a journey. Yeah. It's yes. not just finding yourself there, but there's actually a, a bit of a journey behind it. Yeah. And so obviously there's been a lot of decisions for you guys that have led you to the point that you are now. So could you give us sort of a, an a idea or a picture of how much of that was just easy, I just made the decision and it was good, or how much did you really feel like you had to like seek God for it, like really wrestle for it? I know for me, uh, I when I was early on my walk with Jesus, uh, I got a really clear word from God to pursue teaching. And so I simply o- obeyed that. And I was like, I'm going to go study teaching. But apart from that decision, the majority of the decisions on my journey have been ones I've had to really think about and pursue God as to what he's actually asking me to do in the situation, what choice he's asking me to make. So it's been a little bit of both, but mostly definitely pursuing God for what he's saying. I guess I would be a little bit different to Matt. I've probably only had one really clear moment where God said something to me very specifically um, and I had to really wrestle with that and work out what that meant and what that looked like for my life. And the rest of it sort of, I guess, God has just, you know, said something I've obeyed and been able to walk through open doors that he's He's done for me. It's just a, a series of, you know, opening or God opening doors and then me yeah. following and, you know, just obeying what he's you know, asked me to do. I definitely have experienced a mixture of those things, you know, sometimes where you just feel like God's calling you and it's not too big of an issue, but definitely um, I wrestled significantly with God over the decision to start that intern journey way back then because it was in the face of everything that I felt comfortable with and I had a few issues with what God wanted me to do. So it took, that was the first time I really in depth it was a wrestle. It was a struggle. Did you have a bit of an argument with God? I did, and I mean, clearly He won. So, <laughs> yeah, it turned out for the best. But sometimes it's hard. Yeah, yeah. Anyone here ever had an argument with God? Like, it just seems like no, I don't. Oh man, classic. Cool. Well, I think um, I think so many people do actually want to hear from God about where to go in life and what to do, and so many people actually would love to hear God's voice speak so clearly to them. So 
like, do you think that that's a hard thing or why do you think there's that thought of this is so hard? I guess it's, it's not always clear and making it clear is probably the hardest thing about you know, hearing from God and knowing what you heard from God. And I've always explained it um, like a best friend. You know, if you're with your best friend every single day, you're talking to your best friend every single day, your, your communication lines just get a lot clearer because you start to understand how they communicate and how they talk. You get to know their nuances. So if a person likes using sarcasm a lot, you know that about them and you pick that up a lot quicker the more time you spend with them. Yeah. And it's exactly the same with God. When you, you spend time talking to God, when you spend time you know, in his presence, you pick up God's nuances and how he likes to speak to you. And the more time you spend with him, the easier it is to understand that. So I found for myself, the more consistently I journal, the easier it is for me to hear from God. But if I miss journaling a few times, like I go a week or two weeks without journaling, yep. then hearing from God gets a whole lot harder because I'm just not spending the time talking to him yeah. and it just gets that much harder. Yeah. And along those lines, like spending time with your best friend, knowing those communication lines, we've got to know how God talks to us because so often, and it's human nature to look for like that step-by-step guide, the instruction manual, everything's yeah. all laid out for you, but God doesn't actually talk like that. To us, he generally is the kind of a God who gives you a next step. What's that next step in your journey? What's the next thing for you? What's that next season? Rather than here's the IKEA diagram, put it all together. It's the the next step kind of talking. I think that's probably where people get caught up because they're waiting for God to give them their IKEA manual. Um, And it just doesn't often come. Um, The way that I like to think about it is like uh, I just really, really love my wife. And um, there was a day in my life where I, I didn't love her. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't come out of the womb loving her. <laughs> there was a day where I didn't love her. And I can't exactly identify the t- point where I ticked over. I kind of just knew there was a, a point where I was like, wow, I actually just really love my wife. And, um, and I think that's kind of the same with our journey with God it's not like we ever get to this point where we know I've made it or I've, I've pulled it through, but actually just following those ne- next steps, as Matt said, you don't get the whole diagram, you just get your next steps. Yeah. Um, one day you'll just find yourself at a point where you're like, oh, like I'm doing what God has called me to do. Yeah. And, um, and I think because we're always looking for that one thing that's going to tick us over, um, that can quite often lead us you know, down a different path rather than just trusting God for our next step. So let's dig in. Let's get into it. And let's talk about, um, for you, what does it look like to hear from God? Or or how do you tell that the voice you're hearing is God's voice when you're going to make a decision as opposed to your voice or your wife's voice or whatever? Yeah, awesome. Uh, For me, the number one indicator that, that God is talking to me is that it's got to be consistent with his word. Yeah. And not only with his words, it's got to be consistent with who God is and his character. Yeah. And so I know there was an example in my life where I thought my life was going in one direction. I wanted my life to go in one very specific direction. I had a goal in mind. And God started speaking to me and said, you know what, this goal that you have, um, it doesn't line up with my word. You're chasing this because you want to be successful in everyone else's eyes. You want to be successful in the world's eyes. You want to be successful in your own eyes. But what I really need to do is just humble yourself and move in another direction. And so what I thought God wanted for my life wasn't actually what he wanted for life because I never took the time to say, 
you know, what are my motives for this? Am I chasing this because God's actually asked me to do it? Or am I chasing this out of, you know, a prideful, selfish desire? And then God began to speak to me and say, look, you are chasing out of a prideful desire. You know, this is not what I want for you. This doesn't lie in my word. And the more I began to journal and read, God kept giving me journals like, humble yourself, be humble. And I was reading this, I was like, oh man, I think God's trying to tell me to be humble. (laughs) I think he's trying to tell me that I need to just calm down and stop chasing worldly success, humble myself. And that ended up me actually completely changing the direction of my life. I always think it's amazing how when you just get into journaling, God's voice is just clarified because you're familiar with his word and then you know what sounds like him or what doesn't, Mm. just like that best friend thought. And I think just going off from that, like a specific example, exactly like being consistent with God's word for me was being called to do interns. I had to deal with a lot of anxiety that I'd built up. And what I used to, I guess, validate that was, oh, God's made me to sort of be by myself, you know, just me, God, and no one else. That's what he wants for me. And I think the more you read God's word, you know, just for a specific example, people aren't designed to be alone. We yeah. were literally created to work together. We're better together. We come together, um, yeah. you know, in the Bible, even Adam, in the presence of God, God could tell he needed something else and that was another yeah. person to connect with. Yeah. And, like, that's like an example for me where I just could see it's consistent with God's word, what, I, what I'm feeling called to do. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Mm. Psalm 109 verse 105 says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And I think if we're looking for God's voice in a situation, it's probably also going to be very obvious in his word because his word is a light to our feet and a lamp to our path. One of my favorite things that Pastor Dean Wallace, one of the church elders here, says, and he he preached uh, this in a message, and he said, God's will for our lives will always be found within his ways. So if you want to find God's will for your life, if you want to find the path for your life, then it's never going to be outside God's ways. And God's ways can be found so clearly in his word. And uh, so I really like that thought that it's, you know, hearing from God, you know it's God if it's consistent with his word. So I think one good question that we need to ask is like this, if you're looking to take some sort of path of action or make some sort of decision, is asking, can I clearly find uh, this path of action in the trajectory of God's word? And not some random verse, like you're getting angry in traffic and you're like, well, Jesus got angry at the temple, like not one random verse, but actually you can find it, it's clear in the Bible that, and I use that word trajectory very uh, intentionally because trajectory speaks of um, it's going in a certain direction. It's not one plotted point, but it's what you see over the whole course of scripture. So can you find this path of action clearly in God's word? is a key way to ask the question, is, yeah. is this something God's talking to me about? And I think something else too is when you're considering a decision, um, don't just pray about it yeah. because you're going to find answers in God's word. And if all you've done is pray about it, then um, it's time to dig into God's word. Yeah. Very good, James. Very good. I think another thing that helps you clarify if it's God's voice is, is what you're facing going to make you more like Jesus or less like Jesus. To be able to mm. differentiate between the two. Yeah, right. I know when I was early in my early days following Jesus, uh, I made some bad decisions and it landed me in some hot water, uh, which uh, I look back on now as a major turning point in my life. Uh, I realized that, yes, I was forgiven, 
and my past was in the past. Thanks to what Jesus has done, I'm free. I can move forward. I don't have to dwell on these things. But God really said to me, yes, you're forgiven, but you're not forgiving other people. Um, I had some major hurt that had happened to me and I was holding some really big grudges against people that weren't even in my life, which doesn't make any sense come to think about (laughs) it. But I was and I would hold, I'd think about it every day and put hate on those people without telling them, of course, Um, which only hurts me in the long run. So God said, you got to do something about it. And the choice I was faced with was just say, oh yeah, I forgive them and forget about it which is the easy choice, but the hard choice that God was uh, asking me to take was to actually get in touch with those people, Um, phone calls, messages, and tell them that, hey, uh, I'm forgiving you for this thing that I feel you've done against me. I'm holding a grudge. uh, And just tell them why I needed to to say that to them. And I know some of them didn't understand why I was doing it, but I also know that a lot of them saw the shift in my life, saw the change in my trajectory. And it just makes me think of Jesus. When he was being put on the cross, he chose to forgive the people that were cheering for him to be put on that cross. And that's a hard choice to make, but that's the choice that makes us more like Jesus. And so when you're faced with that decision, is it bringing you closer to Christ or revealing Christ in you, or is it taking you further away? Yeah, really good thought. I think too often we underestimate the part that decisions play in our life. We think it's a small decision, but it can yeah. turn out to be a really big one and it can really shape us. And I mean, literally, like yeah. your decision of what you have for lunch can actually shape, very physically shape you <laughs> in the long run. And we always think about the moment, but we don't think about the long term. Yeah. And so asking ourselves, yeah, is this shaping me to be more like, yeah. more like Christ? And Ephesians 3.10 talks about how... Um, God is actually, whoops, wrong verse, Romans 8 verse 29 um, (laughs) says that God decided from the outset to shape the lives of those who love him along the same line as the life of his son. So God is shaping our lives just like, just like Jesus. And he really wants us to be just more like Jesus. So rather than, I think one of the filters we use is this path of action, I don't know, do uni, take this job, whatever, we ask, is this going to be right or wrong for my life? But probably the better thing that you're saying is, is this going to make me more or less yeah. like Jesus? Yeah, if you need help remembering that, Kurong still sell WWJD bracelets. <laughs> what, what would Jesus do? We're gonna <laughs> Can't go one. wrong. Let's go tomorrow. We'll get one. <laughs> Matching bracelets? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cute. Cute. <laughs> Woo. How did you make that decision to do that just then? We just talk to each other every single day, and because we talk so often, our, our communication oh. is just that on point. And Jesus is all about relationship. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think Sarah time. has some wisdom for us <laughs> about how to know that God's voice Whoops. is speaking to us. Just a segue for a little bit there, um, back to the topic. But yeah, definitely, I think one of the biggest confirmations to me when I was really wrestling in that season, you know, is this God or because I really didn't want to do it, was the fact that just coming to church, my church family confirmed it so much for me. You know, whether I was in the foyer and someone would just encourage me and just say, hey, like, you were made for this or even without knowing, say, you should get connected in and I would just be overwhelmed by that or just listening to the service there would be so many messages that actually spoke to where I was at and I think that's the power of coming to church sometimes is that it really has the ability to speak into where you are and confirm when God's actually talking to you and I experienced that so much while I was here. 
that's absolutely key, getting around people who are going to, like, confirm. Like, can your church family confirm what you think you've heard from God? Like, literally, if you think you've heard something from God, go to your life group leader and say, hey, look, I think God said this. And if your life group leader looks at you and is like, are you sure God said that? Like, are you sure? (laughs) That's probably an indication. It's like, oh, maybe I need to, like, check that that's actually God. And then if... You go to your life group leader and they like, are you sure? And you're like, I'm not going to, I'm going to go to normal life group leader. You go to someone else in the church that you respect, that you know is, has, you know, journeyed with God for a long time. And you say, oh, I think God said this to me. And they look at you the same look and it's like, are you sure? God said that. I think that's a pretty clear indicator that maybe God didn't say that, you know? So church family is absolutely key for confirming, you know, that God has said something because There's people here who have done the journey. They've been on the journey with God. They've heard God speak to them. They've made really great decision after really great decision. They've just done it well. And they are more than happy to to talk to you, you know, about what you think God has said. And they will give you some really great wisdom and some great feedback on that. Yeah. And if you're scared to go to your life group leader because you think you already know their response, you know the response. (laughs) (laughs) I um, I think with our decisions, we often have limited perspective. Like we just think through it for us all the time. And so that's why it's so good to have church fam around that you can uh, like lean on and, and get their perspective. As long as you're open and you're not just looking for someone to tell you what you want to hear, as long as you're open to go, what, does, what do you think this looks like for me and how do you think this is you know, going to outwork in my life and, you, and you're willing to be teachable in that moment, um, then I think, yeah, you really will be on a winner. Something that I find really interesting is that when Samuel heard from God, um, God spoke to him very clearly, and the first thing that he did is he went and saw Saul. He went and he was he. Um, oh no, not Saul. Eli, thank you. He went and saw Eli, and he was just like um, he he told him what he heard, and so he went and talked to his leader straight away. Yeah. And then his leader was able to say, this is God speaking to you. Yeah. And so quite often, that's why I have loved conversations with um, my leaders to be able to clarify, you know, like, is this just my emotions or is God actually speaking to me here? Yeah. And something else that I find really interesting is that Samuel heard from God, but he thought it was Eli's voice. So quite often you'll hear from God and it will sound like something your leader has always said. Yeah. And God will speak to you through your leaders. And yeah. so don't neglect your leaders. And if you're not part of a life group, oof, this is the year, my friend. Yeah. Get into life group this year and, uh, yeah. So I think um, um, some filters that we need to run through our heads um, is, you know, is this idea, this thing that you want to do, is this something that everybody actually gets excited about when I tell my, my church peeps? Um, or is it just me? And, I, and my one-off idea. You know, do my leaders and my family also see this as a good idea? Um, and like what I said before, are you actually worried about bringing it up with your life group because you kind of think you know what they might already say? Um, but yeah, as, as we bring that up, then we know we're going to get wisdom because the Bible says that um, the wisdom of God is, is displayed through the church. And so it's nothing better than getting some good wisdom for your life. Get into church. Very good, Sarah. I love it when leaders can see like what God's put on your life. Like it's really, it's like they can see how God's shaping you. Hey, yeah, yeah. it's cool. But and I think it's another way we can tell what God's actually saying to us is how God's shaping us. Mm. Yeah. Hey, have you ever tried something, some new, something new, a new sport or a new hobby or something, and pretty quickly you realise that's actually not for you? Yeah, it's a bit like me and singing. Yeah. <laughs> 
Every sport for Sarah. Every sport. <laughs> I know for me, uh, when I heard God, like I, I heard God say, you need to teach. And so I was like, okay, I'll just go enroll in teaching because that's what you do if you teach. You become a teacher. And uh, I got halfway through my degree and I learned some things, just some things. And one thing I did learn that that was actually not where God was really guiding me. It's not where he had been shaping me. Teaching students maths and PE in a high school somewhere was not actually the future that God had for me. Um, And I realized this because I was seeing more growth and impact in the people I was leading uh, and teaching in my workplace through health and fitness and in church through internship and life group. There was more impact going on there than there was in anything in my university or my teaching world. And I realized that God wasn't shaping me to be a teacher in a school, but he was more shaping towards this world and the impact that I was having uh, through people. And so I stopped my degree right then and there, and I haven't looked back. And when I told my parents, uh, I thought they'd be horrified because they're like, they've got degree, like multiple degrees and they're all about study, study. It's good for you. And I said, look, I'm, I've just stopped my degree. And they said, that's good. Because we could see that's not where you were meant to be going. And they don't know Jesus, but they could see that I was being shaped for something else. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's good. I can really speak into that as well. Like, I know for me, the first role that I went into, um, I had sort of chosen based on who the world had shaped me to be and the fears that I was taking on board. And it's like we said earlier, God doesn't give you the IKEA map. So I couldn't see forward to now. And now that I've been journeying so intentionally for four years, that role very quickly was clearly not built for me. That's not where God had shaped me to be. And I think you can just feel it when you're in the wrong space because when you're in the right space, when you're in the environment you've been shaped for, you just feel peace about it. You just wake up every morning and there's a fire inside. You just know that that's where you're supposed to be. And it led to me, yeah, having to look into a career change and move because the person who used to not want to be near people and sit behind a computer all day suddenly needed people to wake up and be excited about work. Yeah, that's great. That makes me think of David and Goliath. Like when he went to fight Goliath, Saul was like, is it Saul this time? <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, this this one's Saul. <laughs> Saul was like, yo, here's my armor. You should use it. But David was like, that's not how I have fought all my previous battles. God's going to use me in the way that he's been yeah. raising me yeah. and shaping me. And so I'm going to fight this battle this way. Yeah. And so I think, yeah, quite often we find ourselves at a point of decision and it's like, that's actually not what God's been shaping me to be. And too often we actually fall in love with what we think the end product is going to be. Like, like we, we think to be this um, would be just so awesome. And so we chase after it, but we would actually hate the journey to get there. And like that, that armor, it didn't fit David. He didn't like it. And so to be that, it it just wouldn't have worked. And, um, and so I, I think like, like Matt said before, I would, have, I would love to sing. I would love to be a worship leader here. But uh, um, it's not how God's been shaping me. Yeah, you don't want that. You, you don't want that. <laughs> yeah. And so I think we need to ask the question, am I drawn to this idea because I like what the end result would look like? Or am I drawn to this idea because I, just could, I could fall in love with yeah. the journey? Because the fact is that all of us... We, God's plan's not over. Yeah, like yeah. we say right now that we're, we feel like we're doing what God has made us to do, but it's only for this current season. Yeah. God's going to do something different with us next week, next year. And so, you know, it's not about 
when you arrive somewhere because if, if you want to be here and you want to get this, you're probably just going to hate the journey. You've got to be yeah. going with what God, how God has been shaping you. Yeah. And so um, I just want to yeah. say thanks to you guys. Um, we actually have a little bit more wisdom to share, but we, we will have to restrain ourselves, <laughs> maybe do a part two or just something like keep that. Keep everyone wanting more. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. it. We'll just sneak a little bit out, get a taster. Oh, yes. Yeah. There's more to come. <laughs> yes. Maybe we should start a podcast. I would love that. I'm down for that. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> can we please thank Matthew Betts, James Lash, yeah. Sarah Troitson, and can we get this table removed and um, can you guys grab some chairs and whoever wants to, I'll just get some water. Cool. Who loved hearing from these guys? I thought that was awesome. I think it's so important, as I said at the beginning, that we learn to be able to discern God's voice. Because when we face decisions, when we come up to the point of decision, whether it's a huge thing like a career change or whether it's something small like how am I going to treat my boss today or how am I going to treat this person who's backstabbed me, we need to learn to be able to hear God's voice and it's so valuable. So just to get that back into our brains, the decision that you're making, is it consistent with God's Word? Not just a random voice, but the whole trajectory of Scripture and the character of God, as James said. Is it how Jesus has been? Uh, is it going to make you more or left less like Jesus? Great way to think about it. Not is this right or wrong, but is this decision going to make me more or less like Jesus? And then the last one, obviously, is, uh, is this how God has been shaping me all along? Some great filters to use. And um, maybe if you want to find out the others, you can come and have a chat to us after the service. But right now, I think, um, I think this brings us to a point of decision. Can we all just stand right now? And I want us to have a think about our lives, where we're at. Because truth be told, this is not something that gets given to you and it's all good. It's something that you've got to seek God for. And I truly believe that if we want to receive from God, we've got to open our hearts. We've got to be ready to receive ourselves. We've got to ask that of God ourselves. And so I want that moment right now. I want that moment to be right now for all of us to be asking the question of God, what He wants us to do next and, and hear from God for our next step. So just every eye closed, let's just close our eyes right now. And if you, if you want to, if you've got a big decision that's on your mind, if you've got something that you've been really struggling to hear God's voice with, just raise your hand right now and I'm going to pray with you and, 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 uh, and I just want to pray for you and for the decision that you're making. Um, no matter how big or how small, if you've got a decision on your mind, bring it up, just bring it up right now and you, want to, you really want to hear God's voice about that. Lord, I just pray for every single person for Your voice to be made so clear to us through our church family, through the way that You've been shaping us. God, by us applying these filters, God, help us to clarify Your voice. Help us to see the next step that You have for us. And God, as each and every one of us seek Your Word, that lamp to our path, that light to our feet. God, help us to find You. Help us to find Your path and Your next step for us as we seek You this week. In Jesus' Name, Amen. And uh, just keep your eyes closed because uh, I, I want to pray for another 
group of people and that's anyone here who maybe you've never walked with God, maybe you've never heard God's voice. Every service here at at New Hope Church, we want to give an opportunity for you to say, I want to put Jesus in the centre of my life, for you to bring God into the centre, whether He's been at the centre of your life before or whether He hasn't. And this is the first time that you're making this decision. It's just such an important one to make, to be able to walk and journey with God because that's how God had actually created us, to walk and journey with Him, to be with Him every step of the way. But then when we make mistakes, when we think bad things, say, do bad things, that sort of stuff, it just pulls us away from God. That's what sin does. Uh, But I love that Jesus paid a price for our sins on the cross, the Bible says, so that we could be reconnected with God. And so tonight, I I, want to put that forward to you tonight that Jesus wants to reconnect with you. God wants to reconnect with you. And if you want that, all you have to do is have some faith and trust in Him right now. Faith meaning you believe in Him, you believe in what He did for you and you believe that He has good stuff for your life. And trust meaning you're actually willing to hand over the reins. You're actually willing to give God control again. And if that's you, if you want to make that decision, just pop your hand up right now. Just as I look across this building, I want to pray for you. Everyone keep your eyes closed. And I just want to pray for anyone who wants to make that decision right now. Just put your hand straight up in the air. Awesome. I'll pray for you and then we'll pray really quickly at the end. Is there anyone else tonight who wants to make that decision? Just pop your hand up. Great. Well, Lord, I just pray for every single person who made a decision to follow you tonight, Lord, whether they put their hand up or not. uh, Lord, I just pray that you would be with them this week as they seek you. Make yourself real to them this week. And uh, I just pray that all of us would just have an amazing week as we seek you to hear your voice. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, we're going to pray a prayer together. Oh, sorry, Zoe, I didn't put it in. You're going to have to go to the morning screens. But we're going to pray the prayer that's going to come up on the screen and we're going to pray it together and we're going to pray it out loud. So why don't you join me right now? Dear Jesus, I believe in you. Thank you for forgiving me. Come into my life and I will follow you. Amen. All right, can we give a round of applause for people who just made that choice? We're always very excited whenever anybody makes a decision that brings them closer to God. And so I'm excited for you. Hey, again, make sure that you join a life group. Um, get get behind that. And if you loved today's content, what we're actually going to be doing with any of our young adult shake-up nights is we're going to be providing a discussion guide for our life groups the following week. So tomorrow, all the life group leaders will receive um, a discussion guide so that we can talk about in our life groups this week what it means to hear from God, hear His voice. And so I'm very excited for you guys as you face whatever decisions you face and really can choose to distill God's voice over your life. And if you're not part of a life group, hey, get into it. I'm going to hand over to my beautiful wife and she's going to tell you what to do next.